I think one of the most important things that electricians should be aware of is that the continuing education that's required, depending on the state you're in, ensures that you understand the significant changes that are going to be in front of you as you continue forward in the upcoming years. So whether or not you do it every three years, every two years, or every one year, depending on your state, it's vitally important that you understand those changes or how the state wants you to be aware of certain administrative rules or even electrical safety requirements that might be part of your continuing education program. So that's what we're going to talk about today on Electrician Live. You're listening to Electrician Live with your host, Paul Abernathy. Yeah, so my name is Paul Abernathy. Welcome to the show. You've, you've heard me before. And so today's episode, we're going to talk a little bit about continuing education and the importance of continuing education. Now, I've been teaching continuing education for many, many years. In fact, I was the first to do it in the state of Virginia, uh, and I did it for quite a few years uh, running around the state doing it uh, before others jumped in the uh, into the program. Uh, and every now and then, I'd get somebody that would attend and say, why am I here? I don't get it, because for years, you didn't have continuing education requirements. Then all of a sudden, they're thrust upon us, and then some of the I'll quote old timers, which I'm rapidly becoming, will say, you know what, I've been doing this for 30 years. I don't need this continuing education training only to turn around and at the end of a training session, come up to me and say, you know, I learned something here. This was important. Sure, it is. And so when states venture into this, it is done for a reason. One is to make sure that the electrician is up to date with any potential changes that might be taking place or to reiterate the safety requirements, whether it's OSHA or some legislative or administrative rules for that state's electrical licensing board, are aware uh, to the applicant or to the um, uh, electrical contractor because a lot of things change through the cycle to cycle or year to year, depending on the state you're in. And it's really important that we keep abreast of all of these changes. Now, it's not necessarily always Uh, code changes, but in many states, it is very much code change driven. Uh, So in some states, you know, we're on the National Electrical Code for quite a few years. So uh, if it's annually, you're going to obviously be taking the same CEU type of course uh, for a couple years in a row. And that's okay. Again, and it's always a good refresher. But it really what it does is it puts the administrative rules and any changes to the administrative rules in front of the electrical contractor. So we know what happens when your license expires. We know what happens if you change the master on record. We we learn about the different fees that are associated, so there's no surprises. Um, It also reminds us that um, all of the rules for licensing so that you can carry it on to your apprentices or your journeymen uh, that are maybe going to test for master, because you're an electrical contractor, You want to be aware of that. The master electrician needs to be aware of that. And in many states, the master electrician is the electrician on record for the electrical contractors. And of course, sometimes it's the same individual, but it's their responsibility to make sure that compliance is withheld. And so it's real important for continuing education, not just to learn the National Electrical Code. I mean, that's a that's a big part of it. And of course, that's the center of my world. That's 
that's what I'm very much associated with. But the again, the other aspects of it is to really go over administrative, uh, uh, the laws that might be pertinent to your state when it comes to licensure, uh, even little things. I mean, I'll take Texas, for example. And we talk about the, the you know the num the lettering that's required on your vehicle that it has to have the words T E C L ahead of your license number if you're an electrical contractor on your vehicle. They have to the letters have to be at least two inches high uh, on a contrasting background. Um, just little things like that. The insurance requirements uh, that you know the general liability that's required and all that type of stuff. Um, it's it's something that everybody should be aware of. Now, of course, I'm obviously more focused on the electrical code aspect of it. But when I give continuing education, and that is the the butt in the seat type of uh, education, um, I have to make sure that I check IDs, make sure that people are there, make sure they stay for the entire time, and and all those type of things. So, again. You create your course and we submit it to the state and it gets approval and the course and you go out and you start teaching people. So um, I think continuing education, now every state is different. Some states it's three hours. Some states it's as much as 15 hours or even more, depending on the state you're in. Uh, every state does that individually. It's not something that's controlled nationally. Every state takes control of that for their license within their state. And you just have to meet their continuing education requirements. Fairly straightforward process, but... Uh, many of them allow it online. Some of them allow a mixture of online and in a classroom. Um, with this COVID-19 thing, more and more probably accepting online. And hopefully those states that have predominantly classroom are going to realize that we need to start shifting their focus to giving more online options. Which brings me kind of people call me and ask me and say, Paul, you're traditionally a classroom type instructor. And that's true. Even though I do quite a bit of online stuff. I, you know, I do my Electrical Code Academy stuff, and I, I do my Electrician Live and different videos on YouTube channel, um, and, and even in podcasts that you're listening to today. But I don't do a whole lot of the online CEU stuff except through our partnership. And so that's kind of what I want to talk to you about today. We have an online partnership that supports us in being able to bring you really high-quality online continuing education credit. And it's 100% online, and it's covered in most of the 50 states, certainly the most lower 48. Uh, and I believe, I believe it's got something, if the state has electrical licensing requirements and they allow you to do it remotely uh, on, online, then we're going to have it covered through our partnership. So I want to give you an address, and it'll be down in the comments area as well. It is www.myceudepot.com. That's M Y. C-E-U-D-E-P-O-T dot com. And you can go there and that'll push you to our partner. And you just simply sign up for your course and it's pretty straightforward in how you do it. And you can get your CEU credits and you can get your license renewed. Uh, typically, you don't want to wait till the last minute. In a lot of states, you get to expiration. And then, of course, if you submit it and you don't have your hours, then your license becomes uh, dormant in a sense that you can't do any electrical work. And that could put you in a problem for states like Texas. Uh, it's illegal for you to be doing work without a license. So even though you might be a license, if you let it lapse, then you're not going to be able to do any work. And if you're the one that's, for example, the engineer, uh, excuse me, the master electrician on record for a company, that's a problem because that company could be doing work and not realize that your license is in lapse. And 
just because you were licensed at one time, you let it expire does not mean that you can continue on working. You have to stop. And if your master's tied to a company, electrical contractor, uh, like in the state of Texas, and you don't let that electrical contractor know if it's not you, of course, then you've got a lot of liability on your hand if something goes wrong, especially if that electrical contractor or the owner does not know. Because in some states, like Texas, the owner does not have to be a master electrician to own the electrical contracting business. But they do have to have a master electrician on record on file. And you can't be the master electrician for multiple companies. You can only be it for one. So if that person lets its license lapse uh, and they're waiting, maybe they sent their paperwork in late and they're waiting for it their approval, but it goes past their expiration date, guess what? They cannot do any electrical work. And if they are the master electrician on record for your electrical contracting business, your company can't do work either. And if you're in the middle of some projects, that can be quite dicey. So just keep that in mind. Uh, every state's a little different. Check with your local uh, jurisdiction. Check with your local state, I guess I should say. Like in Texas, it's TDLR. Um, if it's in Virginia, it's um, the Occupational Regulation. Oh, what is it? The occupational DPOR, Department, uh, Department of Professional and Occupational Regulation. Uh, you know, check with them. They all have websites that are that are really good. Or you pretty much just go on the internet and type uh, into your state, and you're pretty much. In fact, most of your license probably already have a web address on it, so that you could actually go to it and, and learn what's necessary, or pick up the phone and give them a call. Um, so yes, yeah, so just kind of making people aware of it, the importance of continuing education. Again, it's something that um, you know when I was coming along, most of the states didn't have a requirement for this. And I would always see some pretty shoddy work. And it's still shoddy work out there. But by putting in a continuing education requirement, it's the best we can do in order to make sure that every year electricians aren't just checking a box and getting a license, that they have to actually engage themselves in the code at some point. Now, not all tests have an exam tied to it. Uh, I think that's probably wrong. I think that they should all have some type of 10-question exam at the end. But many of the states do not. So you can uh, just simply, and some of them, when you do a classroom, you don't have any tests, but when you do it online, you have a test. So it is kind of interesting. It's different from state to state to state. So, so anyway, just wanted to give a shout out to everybody and tell you that, look, we, we appreciate everything you've done for us here at Electrical Code Academy Incorporated over the years. Uh, We encourage you to do us a favor and get your CEU credits through us, through our partnership. We get a small amount that helps us out, and those are really, really, really low costs for this partnership. And again, Texas, it's like 17 bucks for a four-hour continuing education. I mean, you can't beat that. So when we get a little piece of that, and we appreciate it, but it's through our partnership. Uh, and again, they will submit this, uh, your class and your certificate to the state automatically. You don't have to do anything. Uh, and so, again, visit us at uh, www.myceudepot.com, M-Y-C-E-U-D-E-P-O-T.com, and, and help us out by uh, utilizing us uh, for your continuing education requirements. Now, interesting enough, I will throw it out there. It's not just for electricians. You can get your plumbing, mechanical, 
uh, all of those other engineering and tons of other CEUs or PDU training you can get on there through our partnership as well. And all of that is much appreciated. Um, but I just wanted to let you know about it. And, uh, and thank you all for the support. And I know you will use our My CEU Depot portal and uh, appreciate everything y'all do out there. So until next time, folks, stay safe and God bless. You've been listening to Electrician Live with your host, Paul 